ourselves a new Mortal Kombat movie, son. Everybody be kung fu fighting, yo. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's episode 19. Ain't no thing. I don't know. I'm feeling a little randy tonight. Um, yeah, it could be just because I downed a monster about 10 minutes ago. <sighs> Whew. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hope everyone's doing good out there. We've been having a, a little bit of nice weather around here finally. Um, although that's supposed to change tonight. It's supposed to get cold again. But, you know, it's still early. It's still early. I, you know, I'll be the one complaining in July when it's hot as balls out. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be that guy. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, been really putting this episode off. Uh, I didn't really... Didn't really have anything good to talk about. Um, not not in a positive light. <laughs> God, sometimes I'm just like, why is everything I have to talk about so negative? I don't know. But what are we going to talk about? Well, we're going to talk about that Mortal Kombat movie. Did I think it was good or did I think it was bad? Uh, we're going to find out. Um. Mike Chi, the maker of all the retro tinks, the retro tink 2X and the Pro, and I don't know how many of them there are. I actually have the uh, retro tink 2X Pro, I think you call it, um, and I like it. It's a, and if you're not familiar with what that is, it's a pretty much like a, it's kind of an up, like an upscaler, but it's like I, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna botch this, but it's like a a, a line doubler is what they call it. And, uh, yeah, it works good with uh, some of my older systems. Um, but now he's come out with something new, and it's called the Retro Tink uh, 5X. So we're going to talk about that because it's, as far as retro gaming goes and playing original hardware, this is pretty exciting. We're going to go over, uh, we're going to go over some movies and, uh, specifically ones that had good and bad, uh, sequels um i just got done watching uh like a week ago uh coming to america too well i shouldn't say i finished watching it because i made it a half hour in and then i was like nope Jeez. so we're good it got my it got me thinking i'm like well you know what movies other movies have made bad sequels and what other movies have made good ones um, and you know, the, it, there's the phone book out there, but I'm just going to go past, uh, uh, go over some of the ones that, uh, that came to mind for me. Um, so that'll be interesting, hopefully. And I also want to talk about GameStop. Um, I actually, uh, stopped at GameStop earlier today, uh, just I was passing by I, I kind of had the feeling I wanted to stop at one of them that's by my house and I, I still got like five of them within driving distance here um, pretty close and uh, you know I'm like oh, I'm gonna stop in see what they got you know um, yeah boy we're gonna we're gonna talk about that um, yeah game stops yeah uh, no bueno I don't think for those guys but let's talk about the Mortal Kombat movie I I really enjoyed the first one back in the day. Yeah, it was kind of cheesy, but to be honest with you, for the most part, that has been like the best video game movie, you know, or one of the best ones going for a long time. And I really liked it because it 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 as cheesy as it was, it was really good, I thought, for back then. I mean, it was before, you know, CGI took over everything. Now, there was CGI in it, and it was, you know, when you watch it, yes, the some of those special effects don't hold up. But the, you know, the feel of the game was definitely in the movie. And I really like that. Now, 
you know, the one that came after that, not so much. So, and I had totally forgotten that they were making this this new movie. You know, I mean, in in, in COVID, you just sometimes you just get lost in in other things and you're not paying attention. But you know, I and the one sweet thing is is that when this came out, I got to see it right away on HBO Max, and. You know, did I like it? Did I not like it? I, I, I didn't think it was great, but I didn't think it was bad either. It, it was okay. I just, it was very vanilla to me. I mean, yes, the special effects were good, and you know, let me just say this is going to be spoilers. I, there's no way I can talk about movies without giving spoilers away. So if you guys haven't seen it yet, this is where you dip out. But. You know, it was just, it wasn't a bad movie. I, I watched it the whole way through, and I was entertained, but at the same time, too, I was like, this, this isn't Mortal Kombat. You know, sometimes sometimes filmmakers will take a, a uh, what do you call it, a, uh, a brand, you know, like Star Wars or whatever. Oh, we got something going on here. Oh, Windows needs to update. We're not going to do that right now. But they take, uh, you know, like a brand, and they make it their own. But it's it, they make it generic to where, yeah, it's the characters, uh, you know, and it's the setting, but it loses the feel. I mean, at least to me, you know, the new Star Wars, and you all know how I feel about them new Star Wars movies, you know, it doesn't have the feel to me of Star Wars. Just, it, it can look like it, you know. It may look like a duck and it may quack like a duck, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a duck. And I don't know if that made any sense. That's like some southern reference there, I guess. I don't know. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. But, and that's kind of how I felt with this this Mortal Kombat movie. I mean, it looked like it. It sounded like it, but it. In the end, I was like, I, I, I really didn't, didn't get invested in it at any point, and that's what I kept waiting for this whole time. I mean, you can make it look like it, and it just felt like window dressing with better uh, special effects. Now, first of all, one of the things that I thought was really weird is that the main character wasn't was a new character it wasn't even one from the games and it was this guy the main character is Cole Young and basically his background was he was just a you know a fighter like an MMA fighter that has you know kind of gone past his prime and where before uh I want to say I'm trying to think in the first Liu Kang. Was it Liu Kang? In the first I think it was in the in the original one back in the nineties, the original movie, where he was like the main guy. Now it's this Cole Young. And and you know, for me, I was like, okay, you know, I don't play too many of the up to date Mortal Kombat. I'm still like, you know, the first one and the second one, and you know, maybe I've dipped in here and there on some of the new ones along the way, but you know, and I was, I was like, "Is this an actual character?" I had to stop the movie and be like, "I don't, I don't remember this guy," and he wasn't an actual character; he was new. And I was like, "Okay," I'm like, "I don't." That's kind of interesting that you would do that because you got like all these other characters that, quite frankly, were much more interesting than what you had here with with this Cole Young. And nothing against this actor; he played him really well. It's just. I, yeah, I could have definitely gone without him, the the that character. But you also had, you know, you had Sonya Blade in it and uh, Kano, which Kano was probably the best character out of the whole thing. He was the most interesting. And then you have Sub-Zero and, of course, Scorpion, Raiden, um, you know, and, and, and all the bad guys, you know, Shang Tsung and then um, Prince Gordo, which... That was something else. So so you have this movie, right? 
And now the tournament, just like the other one, the original one in the 90s, the tournament is coming up. And this is the last chance for everybody on Earth. Because if they lose this one, that's it. You know, Shang Tsung can come in and, and, and take everything over. Story we've heard before. But here's the thing. The tournament never happened. Mortal Kombat, which is a tournament to decide the fate of of here, didn't happen. And basically what it was was uh, Sang Shun going after all the champions from Earth to pretty much kill them before they have a chance to get into the tournament, which... And they kept saying, well, he's just breaking the rules. He's just breaking the rules. And they're going to, and like these gods are going to come down on him, even though they never do. It was so weird because I spent the whole movie waiting for the tournament to begin, only to realize at a certain point, I I don't think there's going to be a tournament. We got 20 minutes to go, and they haven't even started the tournament yet. And mm -mm, it didn't start. Like, okay, this is weird. And then, and then you know, the people that were on Earth that were supposed to fight in this all had kind of like this birthmark, but it was the logo for Mortal Kombat. So, like, Sonya Blade didn't even have it. She didn't get it until she killed Kano. I think she killed Kano. See, I don't even remember. That's how this movie is just so unforgettable. It's not bad, but it's it it, it, it I don't know. It 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 just hit the mark, missed the mark, I should say, for me. So anyway, you know, I mean, I don't know. There was so they all kind of fight at the end, and they gotta like find her in her chi or something to get these special powers. And then at the end, they're just kind of like, you know, they you know they stop, you know, Shang Song from from killing everybody and then kind of send him off. And that's the end of the movie. And it's like, now you got to go away. And it's like, well, wait a minute. So now what is there going to be a tournament? Because now this is when the movie should start. This movie reminded me of the Robin hood, but with the one with Russell Crowe, when he didn't become Robin hood until the very end of the movie. And then it was over. It was like, that's not Robin hood. I want to now. I I want to see where what happens from from the end of the movie going forward. That's the movie I came to pay for. I don't know what you guys showed me, but it definitely wasn't Robin Hood. That was this movie, okay? Where like okay, now we stopped the bad guy from like ruining everything, and now we need to have this tournament. Uh, sorry, the movie's over. I'm like. No, I want to see the movie from this point at the end, right? As you roll credits, now is when the movie should start. And get rid of this cold young guy. I don't know who he is, but I don't care because I've known him for like an hour and a half. That's the that's the bad. That's that's the stuff I didn't care for. But well, and then other than the fact that to Prince Gordo, who was, you know, the bad guy, one of the main bad guys in this, yeah, he gets killed pretty pretty easily, pretty fast. I was just like, no, wait a minute, this guy can't really be dead. I mean, he's like the main one of the main guys, one of the main bad guys. No, he's dead. And it's over. I'm like, that is so weak. But, you know, there was some good spots to it. And the good spot was that um, they gave Sub-Zero and Scorpion some backstory, which was really interesting. And that was really good. And I believe like Sub-Zero's real name was something like Bai Han. And then I, I think Scorpion's name was Hanzo. Hanzo Hot. Ha, I don't know. I'm not even. Ha, 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 ha. I don't know. <laughs> But anyway, but they were kind of, I guess, rivals. One was Chinese and Scorpion was uh, Japanese. But, he, you know, this is before they were both Scorpion or Sub-Zero. And Sub-Zero was kind of the, the bad guy. And they actually made Scorpion a good guy in this. 
And he was ended up, his family ended up getting killed by assassins that were brought in with Sub-Zero. Because the Scorpion was like one of the top ninjas back in the day, I guess. And then, of course, his family gets killed. And then he ends up getting killed by, by Sub-Zero. And so the whole thing based off of that backstory is that there is a legend saying that, you know, the, the descendant of uh, Hanzo, that bloodline is going to be the one that's foretold to, to win the tournament and, 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 you know, keep uh, Shang Tsung at bay pretty much. And of course, who do you think that person is? But this new guy, Cole Young. And Scorpion does come back from the dead. He comes back from hell and he has it out with, you know, his rival, Sub-Zero, and beats him. And that was cool. You know, there there was so much stuff that was right in this movie. Raiden was there. And Raiden was, he was, he was okay. Um... But that was it. It was like he was there and he was kind of kind of there in an interesting way, but not really. And if you're going, I don't understand what this means because you're really back and forth. Right. Because this whole movie, you're back and forth. You're kind of like, well, that's cool, but I wish they were doing this. That was the whole time. And then you get to the end of the movie and you realize, well, that's what you've been doing all the way to the end. And that's not a good movie. That's that's not me enjoying the movie. It's me just wishing it was better. So, I don't know. I mean, it definitely... I, I won't say that it's not worth worth a watch because, you know, that's just my opinion. It's definitely worth a watch. Even with what I said, it's worth a watch. Would I pay money to go to the movies and see it? No. But if, you know, if you can get it for free on HBO Max... Yeah, I totally, I totally could look into it. Well, anyway, I'll wait for the second one. It'd be Mortal Kombat. The tournament finally starts. Part due. Okay, so this, in all actuality, for the most part, is a gaming channel, is a gaming podcast, and. More than more than not is a retro gaming channel, I guess. And one of the biggest problems that that gamers and game collectors have nowadays is, or one of them is, is hooking your old systems up to modern TVs and having them one look decent and two not have a whole bunch of lag because, and then we've covered this before. Older systems were designed with a different technology in mind. They were designed to be played on CRT TVs, on tube TVs. And when you made all these new flat panels, these plasmas and these LEDs, they are not meant to be played on TVs like that. They can be played, but the picture's not going to look that good because the upscalers that these TVs come with aren't, necessarily made for these gaming consoles they weren't made you know with them in mind with older systems so it has been kind of the 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 journey of trying to find out ways to play these new systems or these old systems rather on these newer tvs and you know you can have your systems modded which you know, can be expensive and, and trying to find somebody that knows what they're doing is, is, you know, can be a challenge or you could buy cords that, you know, have varying degrees of success as far as what kind of picture and sound and lag, um, it introduces while you're playing. Um, that's a big thing. But then you also have had a line of upscalers, which basically you plug your, retro system into and then that you know takes the signal and you know cleans it up and the sound and, and and throws it into your tv and you know there have been only a few that have done a good job in that department 
And up until now, you have, you know, the OSSC, which is the open scan, uh, the open source scan converter. I always have to stop and think about that one. And the FrameMeister, which everybody knows the FrameMeister. And that was, um, you know, I came onto the scene when they were just, just stopping to make those. Or I should say, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were going to stop making the FrameMeister. And it was already expensive. I, I remember when I started looking into it, and this is like six, seven years ago, they were already 400 plus. Because right now I've heard on other in other places that they're talking about how they were like 350 or whatever back in the day. I don't remember that. And, you know, there was some difficulties with both of those upscalers. They weren't exactly plug and play, especially the OSSC, because you had to, you know, for certain systems, you had to, you know, put in different profiles. And I, I, guys, if I am misspeaking or describing this in the wrong in a wrong way, it's because I don't fully understand this stuff. I'm not gonna lie. I, I have no hands on uh, hands on. I have no hands on with any of these things. It's just what I know by what I've seen and what I've heard and what I've looked into when I was considering getting one of these. But then the FrameMeister 2 was, you know, it wasn't necessarily plug and play. I mean, it was close from what I understand. But they were expensive. And the OSC had troubles with certain retro gaming systems. So nothing was perfect. But over the time, we've gotten like high-end cables from, uh, you know, Retro, was it Retrovision HD cables? I think that's the company. And uh, that are sold through, I think they're sold through Castlevania or Castlemania. Boy, I got to get my names right here. Um, and, and there's other high-end cables now that you can buy. And with those in conjunctions with some of these new uh, upscalers that are coming out, people are actually having a chance at hooking these old systems up to new TVs without it breaking the bank. It's still not cheap necessarily, but at least it brings more people maybe into the fold that weren't before because of price. And so this is where that Retro Tink 5 comes in. And I, I had no idea this was even being developed. And... um I'm not going to do you or do this thing, the misjustice of trying to explain how it works. All I know is that it, what it does is a lot more than, you know, the other retro tinks. It's more in tune to something like the frame Meister, but it's cheaper. They had this thing listed at when I went online, it was two seventy five, And I guess that's just for right now. I think this thing's going to be more like 300 because um, they had the 300 up there and then it was crossed out and they had the two, uh, 275 up there. And that's not bad. It really is not bad. Now, they've already sold out of this thing. Um, so which is to see how much excitement there is over this because this thing this thing's going to sell like hotcakes for a while, especially... If from what I've seen so far that people that have that know a lot more than I do have gone over this, uh, this is exciting. It looks like this thing is legit and works. And will I get one? Uh, yes, probably. It, it Maybe in another year. Um, I'd like to get one. But right now I'm just I don't really have a big need for it. I, I, I do have some systems that I am interested in getting it for. But right now, the way I'm playing them, actually through the, the old retro tank, I'm good for right now. I mean, I'm always looking to upgrade, but um, you know, this is something that going forward for a lot of people is very exciting. Um, and from what I understand, Mike Chi, who is the guy who, who makes this and developed it, um, wanted the price to be le more... He wanted the price to be less expensive than what it actually is coming out for. But because of a, a parts shortage, which we all know, I mean, anything electronics is crazy. Crazy to get your hands on stuff. And now, you know, 
in every facet of gaming world, it seems like anything to do with hardware, this is the reality of the situation now. Because I have tried to get a number of things this year and failed big time. Okay, maybe that was a little bit overdramatic there. But I'll be honest with you, though the one of the few things I have gotten and I just got it a couple of days ago was my at Games Legends pinball machine, which I can't believe actually showed up. I was kept waiting for the well, you know, we're gonna push this back until October. Polymega. <clears throat> actually, no, that wouldn't be Polymega, because Polymega just doesn't say anything. They're just like, hey, we're going to release it on this day, and then it doesn't come out, and they're just like, crickets, nothing. But anyway, so this is going to be exciting, and that's all I got to say about it, really. Uh, it's just, you know, I mean, you got the the cost of it is less than the Frame Meister. The ease of use, this is very much more plug-and-play from what I'm understanding, and hopefully the availability will be a lot better, too, because, um, you know, um, a lot of things, the Frame Meister there for a while was very hard to get your hands on. And that's probably why when I looked into getting one, it was so expensive. You know, it was four 400 plus, just crazy. I'm not, I mean, in, in, especially for me, I don't necessarily, I'm not one of those guys that's like, I need to play everything on original hardware. I'm not one of those guys. I'll play it on a clone system, especially for 450 bucks. Yeah, I, I, that's that's that kind of makes it a hard pass. Anyway, um, yep. So uh, pick yourself up one today. They're already sold out. I'm sure they'll. Uh, I'm sure they'll. Uh, they'll have more. I I want to say that they in June they were supposed to have more, but um, we'll see. Um, it, it, from what I've heard, he seems Mike Chi seems to think that they're going to be able to keep a uh, regular supply of these things. So that'll be interesting because, I don't know, man. <laughs> Everything else we've tried to get in, in, in as far as electronics and gaming this year has not been in stock on the regular at all. So a couple of weeks back, I uh, watched Coming to America 2, and I'm a huge fan of the first one. I love the first one. It's Eddie Murphy at the pinnacle of Eddie Murphy back in the day. But one thing that drives me nuts lately is all of these like older movies, them coming back to them years and years later. And, you know, I look, I already knew that coming to America 2 was sketchy at best to be good. And yeah, it wasn't good. It was horrible. And no, I, I only watched 30 minutes of it. I didn't need to watch the rest of it. I already I already knew what the rest of it was about. It was about bad. <laughs> it was so bad. And I'm like, why why did we need a sequel for this? This is my nightmare. That my beloved movies back in the day, that they they dig them back up. That's like I, I keep waiting for him to do a sequel to Ferris Bueller. You know, let's let's roll Matthew Broderick out there. Or even worse, it would be like, hey, he's got kids now, and they're taking a day off. So it got me thinking. And this is not the, this is not the first time I've had this thought, but what movies, other movies, came out with bad sequels? And not necessarily, you know, a bad sequel like the one that came right after. But, you know, because some movies, they go, you know, two, three, four, and... Usually when they go that deep, you know, it's the last one that was the worst and the other ones were pretty good. But, you know, there are movies that do good jobs with coming out with sequels. So I'm going to take a run down the movie list here and we're going to talk about some of the ones that, that popped into my head. Some of, some, of my, some of my faves, as the kids would say. All right, so let's start off with one of the sequels. That was god awful, and that's Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Jesus, look, other than the fact that Harrison Ford was old AF at the time, 
Then they put that Shiloh LeBeau or Buff or whatever his name is. I can't stand that dude. And a bad storyline. They bring aliens into Indiana Jones. Jesus, why? Why do you need to do this? You know, and then all the references to, to being him being old and and then they bring Marion back into it and it's just and giant ant hills and Shiloh LeBeau, you know, swinging on vines and it's like and I paid money to go see that at the movies. I mean at least I, I got the popcorn and the pop and the candy, you know. Because that was that was a highlight. So that was, you know, and to be fair, you know, you 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 had the original Indiana Jones and the and the uh, and the Lost Ark. You had you know the Temple of Doom and the Last Crusades. I loved all those. Why did you need to go for a number four? The answer to that is you didn't. Okay. So with that being said, there's also movies that are good. So I'm just going to go back and forth here. You know, so, you know, I don't want to give you a full shot of negative right off the bat. Here we go. Okay, so one of my other favorite movies that had an even better sequel, I thought, was Alien. With the sequel being Aliens. Kind of two different kind of movies, but both really good in their own ways. Because the first Alien movie, which was done by Ridley Scott was more of a sci, sci-fi horror movie where the second one aliens the sequel was was done by um oh come on now Cameron the guy that did Titanic and did Terminator James Cameron thank you there we go and it was more of an action film although you know it was kind of a horror film a little bit god as a kid that thing gave me nightmares forever but I love both of those movies. So good. Um, Sigourney Weaver. Mm-mm-mm. She my lady. She doesn't look all that bad. And she still looks good. I don't know how old she is, but I don't know what she's doing to keep herself looking good. But, man, I wish she would share it with the rest of us because God knows. I, I got a mirror. Good Lord. All right. So... Let's do the second one. Well, I had Coming to America, and then... So that's the second one for the bad. So let's go to the third. Okay, so we got... Actually, <laughs> speaking of Mortal Kombat, I have, from the original Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And that one definitely is bad. It's just bad. It's just... And, you know, it, it was so disappointing because at the end of the first one, you know... you. They they left it to where it was going to go into the to the next one. It was so good. That first one ended so good, and you were like, "Dude, I'm totally ready. I'm totally ready." All right, I got I got you know my bandana on. I got my gi on. Let's go kick some ass. And then they came out with the second one, and it was like a cheap B movie that was on you know Showtime at one in the morning on a weekend. It's like the worst. I'd tell you what it was about, but. I can't remember because that's how bad it was. Because who cares? Horrible. Do yourself a job. And, uh, yeah, don't don't watch that movie. Okay, so let's go back to one of the good movies. Sequel to Crocodile Dundee, which, oddly enough, they called Crocodile Dundee 2. I love the second one. I almost could say that I love it better than the first one. And, you know, the first one... You know, it was kind of one of those classic 80s movies, you know. It's like, you know, that's not a knife. This is a knife. Classic. I mean, come on. I love that movie. I love both of them. And I love, I don't know, there's something with Australia that I just, I find mesmerizing. Up until the point to where I learned recently of, like, the spiders they have there, like the huntsmen and all this other stuff. Yeah. It's not so mesmerizing either. Like I used to be like, oh man, you gotta be careful down there because of the crocodiles, mate. No, man. They got this thing called the huntsman and it moves fast. It's got eight legs and it kills like rats and birds. I'm out. Nope. But the second one was good because, you know, the whole thing with, you know, the, the drug dealers, the drug kingpin, trying to get these pictures that were sent to her from her ex-husband. 
and he goes and gets her and then they go hide out in australia and then he picks up off all the the drug dealers one by one when they come after him in the outback i love that movie it's such a great movie it was a shame that they they actually had to put i think they had uh they made a third one where he was in la with her god i you know and i I don't know that I've ever really seen that all the way through, and I could have definitely put that on the list for one of the bad, the bad sequels. But yeah, whatever. I mean, sometimes you just gotta stop while you're ahead, ladies. Okay, and gentlemen, um, let's do another. Let's do another uh, good one because there's. This next franchise is on both lists. So the next one on the good list is Rambo First Blood, which was the first movie. And then you went straight in the Rambo First Blood Part 2. And this is where he's in the jungle and he gets caught with by the Russians trying to get the POWs out. Let me tell you something, okay? There are two movies that came out of the 80s that were the most badass movies ever to be made on the face of this earth even to today okay number one is predator with arnold schwarzenegger and number two is uh rambo first blood part two with sylvester stallone these movies are the most badass movies ever and only thing they did was take this this character who actually had some depth to him in the first one against Brian Dennehy and stuck him in the, well, first of all, he got more ripped, you know, because I guess in jail, when you're like jackhammering rocks, you know, you just get ripped, especially when you're Stallone. And they just dropped him in the jungle and had him sweat a lot and just have no shirt. You know, that's what I got to do. Maybe that's why I haven't been in any action movies lately. I just got to walk around with my shirt off. Maybe that'll get me the casting I need. You know what I mean? Yeah, probably not. Anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, there's nothing to this movie. He just goes in and kicks ass. You know, he gets dicked over by, you know, his own people who leave him there. And so now he's like, well, I'm going to come kick your ass. But before I come find you, I got to go through all these, you know, Vietnamese and, uh, you know, Russian communist people. I'm going to kick their ass first and then I'm going to steal one of their helicopters and I'm going to come find you. And in the in the most Cro-Magnum kind of way. And then we tend to forget because Stallone in recent years has become kind of a, a character caricature did i say that right i don't know of himself he's just a cartoon and we're getting and this leads into the next bad sequels but it's the last two rambles that they made it should be called rambo old as hell and then the last one should be called rambo old as hell part two because jesus you are old give it up and I know some people that like that first new Rambo that I, I don't even know the names of them because I don't care. But you're taking a beloved movie and in in franchise and just we're you know yeah I get it he's ripped but dude how do you think like a seventy year old guy gets that ripped? It ain't because he's got a bowflex. It's because he's shooting stuff up into his veins, man. Come on now. And he's, his hair's all jet black as all hell. It's like, dude, what guy at 70 years old or 60 or whatever has jet black hair who's not coloring their hair? Uh, I'm sorry. The answer is nobody. I don't know. It just, <laughs> the whole time, the whole time I'm watching this mo these movies, especially this last one, which I don't even think I made it all the way through. But I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking he's so old. He's so old. I'm like, why are you still doing movies like this? And he did The Expendables, and he, they made two movies out of that. And he's, yes, he's old in that too, and you know it. But with that, that is very tongue-in-cheek, those movies. You know, it's like we're going to make these over-the-top movies with all these action star heroes, and, and, it's, and it, you really can't take it seriously because it is what it is. You're not expecting too much out of it, 
And so if you don't get that much out of it, no big deal. I will say the only thing that made me kind of cry over the Expendables is, God, it would have been nice if you guys could have done this like 15 or 20 years ago, gotten all these guys together when they were in their prime or, you know, close to it. I don't know. It's a young kid's dream. All I want is Schwarzenegger and Stallone to be in a movie together before their old AF. Okay, so now we're going to go back to the last uh, good uh, sequel, and I'm going to say sequel to Wayne's World. I'm a huge fan of SNL back in the day with Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. And, you know, one of the skits on there was Wayne's World in the 90s. And then they, which was a great movie, true to form for those characters. Wasn't over the top, wasn't stupid. It was funny. And it was kind of, had that little bit of good writing, that wit to it. And then they did a second one, and it was pretty much the, uh, the same thing, which was good. Because sometimes you don't need something different that second time around. Sometimes, you know, a little bit of the same goes a long way. Sometimes it, don't rock the boat of what you got is good, if that makes any sense. I don't know. That was just, I guess that's it for, for my little movie rant there. But, you know, I mean, if you guys got any uh, ideas on uh, or uh, suggestions on movies that you thought were had good sequels or even had bad sequels, um, leave it in the comment section below. And uh, guys, be nice. Okay. Be nice. I know how the internet can go. It's no big deal. Everyone's got opinions. Let's, you know, take a deep breath. Okay. So I don't stop. I don't, I don't go to GameStop all that often. And every once in a while, um, I'm like, you know what? I'll be passing by. I'm like, I, I, I'm going to stop by and see what they got going on. Um, and you know, look, GameStop has been getting bad press forever. And a lot of it is deserved. And some of it, I think it's like, you know, people need to just relax a little bit. You know, people get, look, I, I get like that sometimes too. But, you know, sometimes, you know, you don't need to do a drop kick from the top ropes. You know what I'm saying? On these guys, you know. And so I was like, you know, I haven't been in there for a while. Let me see. Because I used to like stopping in there. But over the years, you know, it's been less and less for different reasons. But so I stopped in one of the stores by me today. And God, it, it you know, it, it unfortunately, it took me like a whole, it, like a whole two minutes to realize there wasn't anything in there for me. Or rather, there wasn't anything, there wasn't any reason for me to be there. Because everything on their shelves, I can get for either a better price online or the exact same price. And I, I, I don't know why I had to be there. And it's kind of sad. Um, it's just, you know, they, and, and this is for me, maybe, maybe it's different for other people, but it just doesn't feel like GameStop has anything to offer me anymore. And I like going to resale shops, but you know, GameStop doesn't really do too much, you know, uh, use games anymore. And he just, and I know they stopped selling uh, or, or taking in like PS3 and uh, Xbox 360 this past year, but really what they need to be doing is expanding it all. And I know they tried doing that with that retro thing, but I mean, each store should be running their own, hey, we'll take PS2, we'll take anything. We'll take almost anything, as long as it isn't in horrible shape. Because that's what they got to do. Because what they're doing right now, these it's only they're only biding time before at the very least they become an online store. There was no re I I mean, I was in there for like ten minutes. Even after the two minutes, I realized that they they had nothing to offer me. I still I was I I I really wanted them to have their something there that interests me. And it, you could just tell. I mean, and there were people in there. 
there was people in there, but it just really, in my head, I, I drove away and I was just thinking to myself, I don't know that I'll ever go back. Because sometimes I'd go in there to see like, you know, what kind of used machines they have there. And, you know, thanks to COVID, used machines are nowhere to be found, you know, for like PlayStation uh, 4s or Xbox One. Yeah, no, you're not going to find anything anywhere. I mean, you can't even find them online, at least for a decent price. So... Yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I think the only way as far as them keeping a brick and mortar store is you have to, you have to have a bigger selection uh, and a more variety of different systems. You got to cater to more than just the current generation and the, and the one before, because that's just not going to be enough. And especially with, you know, the way gaming is now. It's all digital. Let's not kid ourselves. You know, I, and, and I was looking at this the other day. You know, a lot of these discs that we get now, it, the, the whole game's not on them. Nowhere close. All you're doing is popping the disc in and downloading the game. And they'll say, well, this one lets you, you know, do the physical media. Not really. It just, you just, all, only thing you're doing is popping in a disc that doesn't have the game on it necessarily. So where does that leave a store that's supposed to be selling physical media. Well, where it leaves it is out of business. I hate to say that, guys. I really do. I, I, but there are stores around here, and I think you've heard me talk about it before uh, on the podcast. Um, we have these places called Disc Replay, and they sell, you know, they sell, you know, all systems, you know, and not all the Disc Replays are the same. They're owned by different people. But you do get a wide selection of systems and games and memorabilia in there as far as like, you know, signage and, you know, and then of course they got the, you know, the CDs and the DVDs and the Blu-rays and the records and they offer services, you know, as far as like, you know, resurfacing your discs and stuff like that. And, you know, I don't know what, you know, kind of money those places make, but they seem to be doing well. So my question is, I guess, in the end is, can can a company like uh, Disc Reap, or not Disc Reap, but GameStop do something like that? Or is it they're just treading water right now until the ship goes down and then it's all over? And then all you're going to have left are these mom and pop shops that do stuff like this. Because a lot of people already say that these mom and pop shops, they're on a time clock too. Which I, I, they might be, but that is very much further down the road, I think. I hope so, because I love going into that place. But GameStop, I mean, I walked around there. I'm like, show me any of this stuff that I can get for the same price or less on Amazon or eBay. And that's shipped to my house. You know, and it's... you know, I wish I could say, well, yeah, but, you know, if you go in there, you know, it's kind of cool to come in and be able to talk to the people or to kind of, you know, browse and see what they got. Mm, not so much because I don't know about you, but, you know, even when it was Funkoland and then it became GameStop in my area, I didn't care for the people that worked there most of the time. Actually, most of the people, most of the time, the people that worked behind the counter there were kind of a-holes a little bit. You know, and they're trying to sell you shit that you don't need. Memberships to this and that. Man, I just want this game. Can we just talk about, you know, how excited I am that, you know, whatever's coming out this year. Oh, yeah, that's cool. You want to get a pre-order for that? And then why don't you sign up for this? Then you get 30% off and it's only $15 a month. It's like, dude, I no, I don't want to do that. And I don't want the extended warranty. It's a game. Where am I taking this thing? It's going to be in my living room. For the next 15 years. Or whatever. So, yeah, I, I uh, man, that, 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 that should be taken out of water, son. That, that, yeah. And the, the fact that they haven't gone out of business already is, is pretty surprising to me. Especially with everything that's gone on this year with their stocks. You gotta feel like, like this is it. Like, if they make it out of 2021, I'll be shocked. Because I just don't see them making that much money. 
Now, I don't think they're going to go away 100%, but I could definitely see them getting rid of all their stores and just going online. But what I'd really like them to do is, okay, get rid of half your stores because, like I said, I got like four or five of these things within driving distance here. And that's <laughs> that's with them closing some. Okay, maybe it's not four or five. Maybe it's like three now. But it was like five. But maybe if you like take away half of them and then, you know, kind of let them like let people franchise these out, like let let owners. People get ownership of their own store and then they can do stuff like, you know, do like vinyl and do, um, you know, retro stuff like you come in and we'll buy this stuff from me. Yeah, I know that's easy for me to say. And the real reality of it is it's difficult to get that inventory to start doing that. But if you don't, I mean, that's the only other way you can do it. That's the only other way that I think GameStop keeps their, their brick and mortar stores. And even that kind of be iffy. <sighs> that sucks. I really, I'm really going to miss going into stores and, and buying games. But, you know, I say this, and most of the games I bought this year have been online. Well, that's partly because of COVID. But let's let's not kid yourselves. I, I was doing that well before. But I do like going into the disc replays. I love going. Man, there's... And I don't know. Maybe this is just my generation. You know, I'm 43 now. But there's nothing better than going through and looking at the games on the wall thumbing through the the dvds or the vinyl you know and nothing like you know you got the you got the workers that have been there forever and you're talking to them and you're like hey do you got this movie and they're like no but have you tried this one I'm like no i haven't that's pretty is it pretty good it's like yeah we got it I'm like nice let me try that out you don't get that on amazon all right guys that's where we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put a fork in it right there um yeah, we talked about some shitty movies. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, go check it out. Why not? Could be worse. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a sequel out of it. Um, I just can't wait for that second uh, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Because I love me the first one. The first one was awesome. And I just actually bought it on Blu-ray. Uh, at the discount pin in, in, in uh, Walmart. But great movie and uh i guess they 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 are getting ready to start making the second one or they they have been but you know that was that actually that was probably my favorite up until now uh video game movie just really good really really good and thank god you know i think it was sony or whoever sega whoever decided to, to redo sonic on that did because yeah they really did a good job with that movie but that's where we're gonna leave it guys it was fun talking to you guys. It's always fun bringing you here to complain. <laughs> Every time I get on the mic, it's like, let me tell you something. Uh, but all right, guys. I hope you're having a good day. I hope you guys stay safe. Don't forget, I love all of you guys. And that'll be it for today. Good night and goodbye. So why don't you chase time?